0: You're the wind beneath my wings Sweet Jesus, you're my melody and harmony Sweet Jesus, you're the eyes that I see through Sweet Jesus, yes I'm dancing to your children. Father,
1: in the name of Jesus,
0: we thank you for loving us with an
1: everlasting love.
0: We thank you for
1: coming after us. We thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for choosing us for accepting us and qualifying us.
0: We thank you
1: that you purchased our redemption for us. We thank you that you purchased us from the slave market of sin and made us your children. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. Wow. We thank God for the gift of life. We thank Him for another opportunity. Indeed, Jesus said that we must work the works of Him who has sent us while wow, it is the because a night season of our life is coming where we will not be able to work. So as long as we have life, we will keep doing the works of Him who has sent us. So we are continuing with our series on For Your Safety. For Your Safety, where we are doing, we made us appreciate the essence of constantly repeating certain good things, certain good habits. And one of the good habits to always repeat is Exposing yourself to the word of God over and over again. One of my spiritual instructors likes to call it the act of repetition. <laughs> then we did a remix of Who Told You, um, a remix of Why the Wilderness, and a remix of His Poema. And tonight we are looking at In the Garden. But it's just going to be a little um, twist from what we have done previously. It is a remit of in the garden at the same time, or it's more of a sequel to in the garden. Even though it falls under for your safety, it's kind of a little bit in. And for this episode, it's titled A Chat in the Wilderness, a sequel to in the garden. So let's go to our scripture that will be perusing for this two-part episode, under for your safety. And obviously, we want to look at some people had a conversation in the wilderness (laughs) luke chapter 4 the verse number one following and jesus being full of the holy spirit returned from jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being forty days tempted of the devil and in those days he did not eat nothing and when they had ended, he afterward hung it. And the devil said to him, If thou be the son of God, command this stone that he may be made bread. And Jesus answered him and said, It is that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking him up on high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the moment of time. Wow. And the devil said, All this power I'll give thee, and the glory of them, for that it is delivered unto me. Wow. Who delivered it unto him? <laughs> and to whomsoever I will give it to. If thou will therefore worship me, all shall be thine. The verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou shalt worship the Lord your God, and him only shall thee serve. And the verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And said unto him, If thou art the Son of God, cast thyself down, hands, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Mm, what is called a Bible <laughs> exegesis between Jesus and Satan. And he went on to say in verse 11, For in thy hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And the devil ended all the temptation. He departed from him for a season. A chat in the wilderness is both a remix in the garden and more of a sequel to that series. So, in the garden was about the first Adam. And we know from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 following, that Jesus is the last Adam. So, there are two Adam. (laughs) The first Adam, as Paul likes to put it, and the last Adam. And if you have been following the series you have done, particularly his poem, and created in Christ Jesus, he studied something that the first Adam is a copy of the original Adam. And the original Adam is Jesus. That's the last Adam. But then, this is a story about the devil engaging the first Adam and the last Adam. So, In the Garden was about how the devil engaged the first Adam. And the sequel is about how the devil engaged the last Adam. And as I've said before, the Bible is a past question for us. So, through the study of the Bible, we get to know the questions life will throw at us, the questions God will throw at us, and the questions the devil will throw at us. And fortunately, it comes with a marketing scheme. So, we just want to continue our study and see the differences between the first Adam and the last Adam. So now the first thing we realize is that obviously the first one was it happened in the garden. And the second one or this one that we made it happened in the wilderness. Now the first thing I said under the series in the garden was about the fact that and now the serpent talking about the reality of the existence of that serpent. And I explained this so you can go back to it. And now we notice that the first conversation they had, or the first conversation Satan had, was with the first Adam, and it was in the garden, the Garden of Eden, the best place ever on the earth. In fact, the Eden is, um a place of God's delight. And now this time, he's coming to this Adam, and now he's taking in the wilderness. Now this is the first lesson we have to study that the devil is limited to a geographical location intenting you don't think that you can get to a particular place on this earth that is immune to the presence and the schemes of the devil and this is not only a location but it can be a season of your life so whether you are in a garden the devil can be there, or whether you are in the wilderness, the devil can be there. He can tempt you there. There is never a season in your life where you are immune to the temptations of the devil. There's never a season in your life that you should ever let your guard down. Because whether you are in the wilderness season of your life, or you are in the garden season of your life, the enemy is always on the search. And now, the next thing we want to learn is that in the garden, the agenda of the devil was to attack Adam because it was Adam who had the seed of God. It was Adam who received the instructions of God. And it was Adam that was the father of all creation. So the main agenda was it was Adam. And this time, the devil got to Adam through to getting to it but we realize that for jesus's case last adam the devil did not have to go to anybody he came to jesus directly and that's also very important because sometimes the devil can talk to you through other people just as in the case of the first adam but sometimes the devil can come to you himself the devil can give you suggestions himself the devil can lead you on himself. So it's not always that he will come through other voices. It's not always that he will come through other vessels, but you should be discerning enough to know in whichever form or way that he comes to you. And it's interesting that in the garden he came as a serpent. But if you read the last Adam's encounter, some versions called him the devil or the tempter. So you realize that in the garden he came subtle. That is why he chose the serpent. But in the wilderness, he came just as he is. And that tells you the diversity of his operation. Just as he can either come to you himself through thoughts, through suggestions, or he can either come to you through the suggestions of other uh, bad habits we have found ourselves in, is because certain friends introduced us to the habit. That is why we should never underestimate the influence of the company we surround ourselves in. But it's not always that he comes to our company. Sometimes he comes to you directly. He can give you a thought. He can approach a certain circumstance in your life. There's a story that Kenneth E. Higgins once gave about a pastor's wife. And she was a very pretty, pretty lady. If my facts are right, I think she once won a beauty pageant contest at one point in her life. And I think she became born again and she married this pastor. But after a period of time, the devil started giving the pastor's your beauty is going to waste. Like all the beauty that God has given to you. In <laughs> I say also for mommy. You are using all your beauty to do pastor's wife work. All you do is to sit glamorous in front of the church, and every day your pastor will acknowledge you. So gradually, gradually, then we were giving him suggestions that you are too big for this, you are too beautiful for this. This is not your place. You are wasting the beauty God gives to you. And not before long, this pastor's wife started accepting and allowing these thoughts to settle in their heart. Then as it always says, before long she had divorced the pastor and the end was not the best. So you see, in this instance, it was not as though the devil gave the thought to a friend to suggest to her that, oh, you are this beautiful, why are you just being a pastor's wife? Why are you just working for God? People are making money with their beauty. Have you forgotten that you were once you were once won Miss World or Miss Ghana or Miss Africa? It can come bring to the voice of people. But for this instance, the devil himself was giving this lady suggestions that you are too good for God, that all this beauty is not just for you to stay in the church. And if you check, many of those in the music industry that started in the church, this is one of the voices that they heard, that they thought that the church doesn't pay well, if I should say, that it's not satisfying enough. You are bigger than the church. You are bigger than working for God. There is more value to you outside the work of God than in the work of God. And it is something that we should take note. And it's something that the devil used as he was engaging in a conversation with the last Adam. Now, the next thing that we should study from our study is that, we should notice from our studies that he came to the first Adam and he came to the last Adam. The devil is only interested in people who have a mission from God. Immediately God, okay not immediately, we know the duration after, which, or well, we don't know how long Adam was in the garden before the serpent came. But we know that God had a mission for the first Adam to do in the garden he had a mandate he had a great commission in fact the great commission or the first great commission in genesis chapter one the commission to dominate and to rule and to multiply and fill the earth that's why he attacked the first adam because he knew that there was a calling of god upon his life and the same thing with the second adam that is jesus when he noticed at the baptism of jesus that there was something unusual about this man The next thing we realized was that this tempter came to him. He has a data or a monitoring system in his IT room where he's able to pick on people that have missions from God. Now the issue is that anybody who God has qualified to see life is a man on a mission. As long as God has deemed it fit, for you to walk the surface of this earth there is a call and a mandate and a commission of god upon your life so don't think that this work is for somebody who is called into the ministry somebody who is called into a certain position and for you, you just look at yourself as a student or as a factory worker or as a teacher or as a doctor you are a man on a mission because god did not give you life for just for you to go to school Work, get married, give birth, and die. There is a mission and there is a call of God upon your life. There are good works that God has qualified you for, and as long as God deemed it fit for you to walk the surface of this earth, there is a call of God upon your life. Meaning that automatically you are on the radar of the devil. So, whether you are in wilderness season or you are in the garden of eating season, remember you are not immune to this. And you see, in, in the temptations you will look at it. But one of the things that robs many of us is carelessness. Many of us are too careless with the gift of life. That's because we don't appreciate the fact that there are things written in the books of heaven concerning your life that you must fulfill. And this is just a slight um, if I say decision. I want to remind you that there are works that God has sent you here for. And I pray that you give yourself to knowing what the call of God upon your life is and to give out your best in fulfilling it. There is a call of God upon your life. And that is why the devil will come at you. Now, just as we looked at in the garden, when the serpent came, the first thing he came, he didn't greet. (laughs) He didn't greet Eve. When he appeared on the scene, uh, he said, did God really say?" And we looked at it, And the same thing that he did over here in the wilderness. Somebody has finished fasting for 40 days and night. At least bring him a cup of water. Now, oh, Brother Jesus, you will be drinking water. How are you? Oh, I can see you are weak. But you can not even this spreading? At least you should have been a more diplomatic approach. And as I said, under in the garden, the devil doesn't have time to play games. <laughs> He's a man on a mission. He's a devil on a mission. He goes straight to the point. When he came here, agenda and he told me did God and you run know, it's the same thing you did when God opened the heavens and spoke, this is my beloved son, to whom I'm well pleased. I finished fasting for 40 days, like you didn't greet him, you didn't introduce yourself, you didn't give him water. You just keep, if you are the son of God. <laughs> and I said, a rude devil. Because immediately God gave a word over the life of Jesus. That was the mission of the devil. He came to attack that word. He comes for the word of God in your life. He comes for the call of God upon your life. He comes for the mission of God upon your life because that is what brings essence to your life before God what pleases God the most about your life is not your prayer what pleases God the most about your life it is not your arms what pleases God the most about your life is not about how good you are but about how you fulfill the mission that he has sent you for and it is in fulfilling our call that we put a smile on God's face so Paul told Archippus that take heed to the ministry that God has given to you and see that you fulfill it. And immediately the devil understands or the immediate devil descends that you have identified your core. Or in fact, immediately the devil sensed you, presence on the earth, you become a target for him. So immediately he makes the last advance. He said, if you are the son of God, what a rude devil. <laughs> ah. If you are the Son of God, just a few words ago, God told him you are the Son, just like Adam. He gave Adam a charge that eat you of everything, but the tree that I told you not to eat. that's what exactly the devil came and said, did God really see? And you see, it's the same approach. If you are the Son of God, a charge in the wilderness. So it's very important that we breast ourselves with this knowledge, because knowledge is the first, as now we have, in conquering the vows and the schemes of Him. And the last but one thing I want to just point out is that the devil is the tempter, not God. God doesn't tempt people. God is not the tempter. And we all know from James chapter 1 verse 4 that it is impossible for God to tempt because it is not in Him. But each man is tempted after he has been drawn away by his own lust. James chapter 1 verse 4 following. So you should recognize that whenever you are in a situation that is giving you an option to contradict the will, the word, and the intent of God concerning your life. You should be quick in discerning the fact that there is an enemy around the corner. There's a man on a mission. There's a rude devil around the corner whose agenda is to rob the word of God in your life. And the last thing is that if we notice, both in the garden and in the wilderness, the way that the devil approached both of them was through a conversation. So in the garden, he came to have a chat with Eve. And in the wilderness, he came to have a chat with Jesus. Be careful of the conversations that go on in your head. That is why it is important for you to continually expose yourself to the Word of God because you form a barricade you form a <laughs> a high wall around your mind you form an unbreakable security system over your mind because the arsenal of the devil is to engage a conversation with you and remember i said in the garden that he fell immediately she started to engage the devil without the arsenal of the word of god and next week we'll be looking at it you know how jesus responded When the devil asked Eve, did God really say, look at the response that he gave. And when he came to Jesus, if thou art the son of God, turn to us. and look at the response that Jesus gave. And this is why I said that never think you can outsmart the devil. You are never wise enough to outsmart the devil. And the better you humble yourself to realize this truth. You know, most of us, we like to go to play with fire. We think a man can carry fire in his bosom and not get burned. We give ourselves too much credit. We give our skills too much credit. But as I said in the garden, he has seen all types of men right from Adam through to Jesus till now. There is no wisdom any man can possess that can outsmart the devil. Our arsenal in the battle of life is the world. And how you choose to respond to the conversations that the devil engages you in is the first step in overcoming the voice and the suggestion, the lies and the schemes of the enemy. chat in the wilderness. Remember, he can either come to you directly or through somebody. He can either come to you either in the wilderness or in the garden. He can either come as a serpent that is subtle, crafty, or he can come as a... That's why I don't know if I realize, something like look at the story of something. Delilah's mission was obvious. For the first time, he asked Samson, what is the source of your power? When Samson said, oh, he tied tie you with fresh rope. Then before he realized, he shouted, the Philistines are here. So three times. So Delilah did not come as an undercover agent. She came clear. naturally, I'm here to bring you your downfall. So sometimes he may come as a Delilah. <laughs> sometimes he may come as Potiphar's wife, as innocent as, oh, me, I like you. You if I'm going to report you to my boss. This is a moment of pleasure, I won't tell anybody, even though she has an agenda behind their mind. So do not be deceived, don't always think that the devil will come in in a mysterious way. Sometimes he comes clean aside. There are some circumstances that comes to you that you know clearly it's a temptation from the devil. There are certain offers you get at work that you don't need to be told. You know sometimes they can come in schemes, it will take a while before you figure it out. But sometimes it comes as the day and you should be bold and discerning enough to identify both of these two. And it comes for people that have a connection with God, that have a mission for God, that have a mandate or that have a commission from God. Both the first Adam and the last Adam and it's coming for you too because your life is of value to God. And he paid the highest price ever. When God wanted to redeem us, he didn't gather all the gold in South Africa and Ghana. He didn't gather all the oil in Nigeria. Your value was worth more than that. And he knew that if he could pay such a price for your life, there is something valuable about your life. But unfortunately, we ourselves don't know. So we are careless with the gift of life. We are careless with the opportunity to see another day. We are careless with the giftings, the influence, the resources that God has given to us. And finally, it's always a conversation. Mindful of the conversations you have because it comes as a touch. He drops us that seed. And if you are not discerning enough to quickly approach the seed with the word of God and you begin to reason it out, justify it out, before you realize you become like the first Adam. But I pray for us all that you would follow the steps of the last Adam. We want to spend some time in prayer. I want to ask from God to give us the wisdom, to stare in us the wisdom that was in Jesus, to stare in us the boldness that was in Jesus. For not feel on that, that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you that is in God. And Christ has been made unto us with wisdom, for in him dwelleth all the treasures of wisdom. Ah, that even as we encounter the lies and the schemes of them, they won't be wise enough. The Bible said that a prudent man forseeth evil and hides himself. But a simple thing passes all and is destroyed. May we build a prudent person, whether we are in the wilderness season of our life or we are in the garden season of our life, may we be discerning enough, may we be discerning enough to be able to see the conversations that go on in our head and may we be bold enough to outrightly fuse, to outrightly allow to settle enough the seeds of the word of God. May we not emulate the first Adam, may we not emulate the Eve. They will emulate the steps of Jesus. It's by the way, we will be discerning enough that when we have that conversation in the wilderness, we would employ the same arsenal now that Jesus employed. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you for not making us concrete, but for making us more than concrete. We reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for accepting us. We thank you for making us more. Than conquerors and we thank you that Christ is leading us on in the victory march in the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen God bless you so much for being with us and next week we'll look at the part 2 of the sequel in the garden as we navigate the exact conversation that was engaged between the devil and Jesus and we'll be comparing it to what happened between Adam and Satan or the serpent In the garden. Remember to give God your very best and make sure only thing you owe any man is love. See you next week and don't forget to invite a friend to join in even as we study and have discussions with God through the pages of Scripture, through the agency of the Holy Spirit. Bye bye.